Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the house, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Um, just want to point out that last segment with Dan Weston, so basically just uh, putting a bow on that. He is pondering a bet on Ben Shelton plus the games. Not sure if he's going to go with it or not, but that's what it sounded like in tonight's action. And I am pondering a Magda Lynette bet myself. Haven't put it in my account yet, though, just full disclosure, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not. But we're at the point, we're at the slim pickings portion of the Australian Open, is basically what we're saying. And the point that he was making there at the end, just in case people were wondering, is the the difference between sort of the, the match markets and the outright markets on the ladies' side don't really make sense. So the prices on Sabalenka, for instance, which is one he was, the, the, the player that he was focusing in on, she shouldn't be that big of a shot. She shouldn't be that short of a shot, pardon me, in the outright based on her match prices moving forward here. So it's, it's a little bit of an uh, incongruence, if you will, between those. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the, uh, the feedback for uh, anything we do here. This is from JC at JC, uh, what is that? JC Gabagool, what is it? Uh, sounds a million times better today. Oh, talking about the audio. Thanks, Gil. Side note, I could listen to Dan Weston talk tennis all day. I could just listen to Dan Weston talk. Yeah, me too. American football. Too many breaks. I love that. <laughs> too many breaks. makes sense. Too many right? breaks. <laughs> too many breaks, not enough sport, he said. <laughs> Mark Geiger, in-house attorney for a numbers games. Uh, I've seen one flick in theaters since the pandemic, James Bond, but this will be the second. Talk about 80 for Brady. I just have to go gawk at Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno. The flying nun, Barbarella, and Anita from West Side Story. It's 1962, and I'm rekindling old loves. <laughs> okay. Here you go, Mark. I think, I think he's joking. Scott yeah. C., I don't think I could do anything with the Sheldon match tonight just because I'm sick of hearing him scream, come on, like he's playing contact sport. Does he? He is super annoyed. Oh, man. It makes he's, he's a great kid. He, he's wonderful in interviews and stuff. But, like, in a tennis match, if, if he was playing Maria Sakari, she would jump over the net and punch him in the face. Yeah, Florida Gator, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The angriest guy in New Jersey asking me about under a cloud of smoke. We'll get to that another time. Um, <laughs> so many questions. 
That was Goulet, by the well, way. Well dodged. By the way, John Goulet, uh, when he first started working here, did I tell you that story? He was like, you know, I was listening to you. I hadn't met you yet. And you kept saying, you know, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. I was in Southern California. It was perfectly sunny. <laughs> There's no fires. What are you talking about? Who is this guy? Um, we'll hear from Jason Weigarten coming up this week. Um, oh, that's great. We'll also, uh, we'll see if we can effort. Uh, we've got Drew Densick tomorrow on the show. Yeah, we got Drew, Will, Megapod, uh, Megapod, I believe Rufus Peabody will join us before the Super Bowl that he always does with his Super Bowl props. That's how he made his sort of fame in sports betting initially with Super Bowl props. I look forward to that. Yeah. And Hopefully we can get him Todd on. Todd talking over him. And Todd talking over him. <laughs> Did you? A tradition, s- unlike s- any other. Speaking of that, <laughs> I take, what, a, at least five minutes before I start cursing at Todd on the podcast? Did you did you hear the Tom Brady Jim Gray interview? No. So they do a podcast together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was After all this was all over media last night. So it's his podcast, and and uh, who did I say Tom Brady and Jim Gray? Yeah. Jim Gray dares ask him about his future, and Tom Brady didn't take five minutes like I do with Todd on on my podcast, the Beating the Book podcast. Tom Brady immediately launches into. Um, I'll blanken tell you when I'm blanken ready to, Jim. Whoa. <laughs> no, I did not hear that. Yes. Whoa. Hey, uh, Tom, Tom, it's just a question. It's your podcast. I mean, there's, there, okay, there's a lot to unwrap there because these guys have been doing the, a show together for, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been now. It's been a while. Because um, I believe it, I believe it used to air like on Monday nights or something. Uh, I remember always being in the car and being like, here's Jim Gray and Tom Brady. Uh, and what Larry Fitzgerald, I believe, is 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 a part of it now and then these days. But uh, what's odd about so okay, they've been doing it together that long. So you would think they would talk about, hey, what are we going to talk about on the show today, right? And, I mean, you would I would assume that Jim would run that by Tom Brady first. I wouldn't because it's like, uh, you, I mean, Tom, you're Tom Brady. You don't expect that question coming. Well, no, I, and I think it has to be asked. Yes, but it's a little odd to like ambush Brady with it. I don't think it's an ambush, though. It's like, by the way, they laughed it off, quote unquote. It was kind of an uncomfortable laugh, but it was like, I mean, that, but that might have been like the plan. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't the plan. It was like a, it was a legit, genuine really? reaction, right, visceral I'll, I'll reaction. Have to listen to it, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't hear it. Oh, uh, he was annoyed. But it gets back to like that John Harbaugh thing after the first quarter with Melissa Stark, where she had the audacity, the, the just gumption to ask him. Uh, so, like, could we see Anthony Brown? Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see when it comes, or whatever he said to her. We'll just see what has what happens. Man, that hey, is, man, that just is perfectly weird. Smart. It is weird. Just like Brady's, Brady's not a dumb guy. You know what I He's mean? Not. Like the like, of, yeah. dude, if you're gonna put yourself out there and do this much media. Like, the question's going to get asked. If we somehow booked Tom Brady for later this week and didn't ask that question... I was going to say, and there's also... We like, don't deserve to have jobs. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and the, and the, the arrogance, can I use that word? The arrogance of, yes. like, projecting in both cases, like, how dare you ask me such a thing? How dare you ask me that? Is like, okay, come on, dude. I don't know why I'm just thinking about it now, and in because it's it's not really in the same light. But uh, yeah. hey, did you see did you see what sports highlight or sort of sports highlight we missed while we were at while we were out on Friday night Mm-mm. with the Shannon Sharp incident? Oh, at the oh, we got to talk about this too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what the heck was that? So Shannon Sharp, who has and we never talked about this, also Shannon Sharp has really gotten into it with Skip Bayless this year mm-hmm. to the point where it's not staged. Right, like there is a lot of it feels like there's a lot of disdain between those two at this point. Yeah, and now you see. So I was all Team Shannon in all of that, right? Because it's Skip Bayless. But now Shannon Sharp at the it was at the uh, Grizzlies game the other night, and he got into it with Bain, I guess Desmond Bain first. Uh, the what? I guess the story I read because Gil and I were out at dinner. We're out on the town Friday night when yeah. this game's happening. We yeah. missed it completely, but it was. It was Dylan Brooks basically guarding LeBron, and it it sounded like it was Shannon Sharp just being LeBron's hype man the whole right. game. And he was like, 
every time they'd come back down on on defense or whatever, he'd yell over at Dylan Brooks like, "You can't handle him. You can't handle that." Like, I, whatever. Dylan Brooks ended up turning around and basically telling him to shut up. And which, Shannon Sharp, which, which by the way is appropriate, of course, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Shannon Sharp didn't take that lightly. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And then it just erupted, and then like somehow Jabberant's father got involved, right? Like there, there was, there, and and they let and they let Shannon Sharp stay. And this one, Wyatt and I were talking about this yesterday. Because if that's you and me, yeah. we are so out of there. Yeah. Kelly Bidlin, what are you producer number nine? Get out of here. <laughs> if you, I mean, I don't even know the short list of people that you'd have to be on that they would let return. It to their seat after an incident like that. Where was the game? It's in L.A. Well, he's a Hall of Famer, and then they had they were sort of diminishing him, right? Like like some random dude. Well, he's a Hall of Famer in the NFL, but it shouldn't matter, right? He should be gone from a game like yes. That. You don't get to heckle the you other team like that. You don't get to like heckle, that. and then like get on the court and have an on court incident. Right. Well, it's that part. You do yes. get to heckle. You get you can heckle. Yeah. Whatever. There was a guy that used to sit behind the Washington Bullets bench. For years, his name was Robin Ficker. People in the DMV will know this. Robin Ficker was an attorney by day in the Washington, D.C. area. At night, he became a heckling menace. He sat behind, he didn't sat behind the bullets bench. He sat behind the opposing team's bench, and he would just murder the other team for the entire game. This was his, like, release. They never kicked him out. This was, like, in the 90s. Never kicked him out. They just kind of knew that was his thing. And like Barkley, when he played for the Suns, would get into it with him. It was a whole thing. And they knew when they came to Washington, they were going to have this experience with this attorney by day, heckler by night. But he didn't walk onto the court and challenge anyone. Right. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. The, uh, did I ever tell you about my, my Marlins uh, season's tickets for one summer? No. Oh, gosh. This was a so college internship, and I'm doing stuff down in Miami. Me and a couple friends got... The cheapest Marlins season tickets you could get at the time, this is probably like 2006 or something like that. One of the years when they were terrible. God awful, okay? Um, so we got we got like outfield, they used to call it the fish tank tickets. And we would do reverse heckling. We would be, we basically were all, were all working in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area. So like it was really easy for us to finish up work and then go directly to the game. And it, we ended up paying, it was like three bucks a ticket or whatever for whatever the season tickets were. We did reverse heckling because there was nobody ever at the games. We would basically sit out in the outfield stands by ourselves, spread out, you know, have beers, whatever going. And I, Jeremy Hermita, I would love to talk to it so at, at one point in my life about this because he would be out there playing right field. Nobody's in the stands because it's a Marlins game. And we would always do this running joke of like, get in arguments with each other over stupid stuff, like argue about who is the who the greatest dinosaur is. You know what I mean? Like, who would win in a fight? Like a pterodactyl or whatever. And, like, Jeremy, we'd yell it so loud that Hermita would clearly hear it. And then, like, okay, half inning would be over. He'd go up to bat or something like that, and we'd, like, cut it off. So reverse heckling meaning not caring at all about what was going pretty, on. Pretty much. So then he'd, we, we'd, we'd cut it off as soon as the, he went back out on offense. As soon as he'd come back out on the field, we'd continue the conversation one point he turned around on us. He's like, are you guys still talking about dinosaurs up there? One of the greatest moments of my life. You know what I was going to have this segment be? Me saying that I think I'm on the Bengals and the Niners for sure. <laughs> but somehow I'm on we, the Bengals and the Eagles. Somehow we got on a dinosaur discussion. You're on the Bengals and Eagles? You're, you were oppo on the NFC, huh? Yeah, but there's a... Hey, we can talk a bit about after the break. Last weekend was about betting. These are small bets for me. Yeah, this is not the same. This is not like, I love this stuff too much. Though I do like the Niners, and I do like the Bengals some. Coming back, seeing Najat on the NFL next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well, of course. Betting splits yet another way that VSEN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out, all of today's betting splits, for every game at vcin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a uh, both an NFL and PGA analyst for Win Daily Sports. First Cut Podcast is the name of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Sia Najad joining us. How you doing, Sia? I'm doing well. Always a delight to be on the show with you and Kelly Gill. Thanks for having me. Always a delight to see you and Santana Moss, one of the all-time very goods in a picture right behind you. Just want to say That's that. right. That's right. Holding up the 21 for Sean. Yes, the 21 for the great Sean Taylor. Um, all right, let's start with football. First of all, how'd you do division round and what do you like this week? I did. Okay. It was actually not my best week from a prop standpoint, but I did have a big money line parlay on two of the favorites, Kansas city and San Francisco. Um, I actually tweeted that out the Tuesday before the games. I just thought there was really good value there because I really thought both of those teams were going to win. The Cowboys ended up giving the San Francisco 49ers a fight. I mean, obviously that pass rush was there. And if a couple things went the Cowboys way, they certainly could have won that game. But but I cashed pretty big on that one. So going into this week, you know, a little tentative because with only so many teams playing, you know, you don't want to force props. Right. But there's a couple I have my eye on. And these games are are really, you know, from an against the spread standpoint, really, really interesting. And, and by interesting, you mean what specifically? Well, the Patrick Mahomes injury. I mean, yeah. so when the line opened up. It was Cincinnati plus two, and I actually kind of couldn't believe it, knowing that Pat Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. I, I didn't really think about what the line would open at because it was early on in the process, but I figured it would be pick them at worst. So I grabbed it. I wasn't able to grab it at plus two, but I was able to grab the Bengals at plus one and a half. Right now, as we see here, it's minus two. Money line minus four, four, 140. There are places where you can get the money, money line minus 125. With that said, I really like the Bengals in this game. If I had to give the two, if I really missed the line, I mean, I, this is why you got to get lines early sometimes. I still like it at minus two. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a little less able to maneuver around and buy some time in the pocket. And we know that's kind of his signature thing in terms of getting it to his crew of receivers and Travis Kelsey. So I'm liking the, uh, the Bengals here. Yeah, I grabbed the teaser. I mentioned this on Guessing Lines yesterday. I grabbed immediately grabbed a Bengals-Niners teaser and yeah. put that in the account. I didn't bet anything else. I'm with you. I love the Bengals, and we went through a whole bunch of reasons in the first segment of the show as to uh, why it points to the Bengals and why the Chad Henney experience was uh, helped along by Jacksonville's poor defense against tight ends in his one ninety-eight yard drive, even though he almost threw a pick on, the, on one of the first uh, plays. What about the NFC Championship? Obviously, uh, there's no 
injury like that of Mahomes hovering over this one. But what you have is an Eagles team that was the number one seed, well-rested, played a really bad Giants team last week, and then you have the Niners who have won 12 in a row. Brock Purdy's won seven in a row as a starter. What do you have here with the Eagles as two-and-a-half-point favorites, a total at 45-and-a-half? This one's really interesting, and it's one that I'm waiting on. I like what you did with the teaser, getting it beyond that key number, obviously. Of, of I, I'm assuming your teaser got it past seven, of yes. course. I, you know, I, I like I like San Francisco in this game, but I'm not willing to bet it because I think it's possible that we see some more Eagles momentum and that this gets up to plus three. I may bet it at plus two and a half if that's where it settles. There's just so many questions in this game. We've seen the Eagles be really dominant. We've seen them be really flat against our Washington commanders. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a stretch there where they barely beat the Colts. They lost to the commanders. They only beat the Packers by seven. So it's not like this. it's this indestructible force like what we saw against the Giants last week. And, of course, it's a completely different ball game going against that San Francisco defense, especially at the linebacker level. So I just don't think they're going to be as freewheeling as they were against the Giants. I think that's an obvious point, but it's an understated point. So for me, I think they're really even across the board. Like these teams are both very good in different ways. To me, the edge goes to Kyle Shanahan. I, I'm willing to put my money on Kyle Shanahan more than I am the Eagles coaching staff. And so that's probably where I'm at to take the dog. Hope it gets to plus three. Niners were my Super Bowl pick. I actually had the Niners and the Bills in the Super Bowl preseason and I'm sticking with the Niners. And again, a lot of it is Kyle Shanahan. I don't really care. And you know this, right? Because we saw it with the Washington Commanders. Kyle Shanahan with the Commanders, with RG3. And then when he went to, to visit Atlanta with Matt Ryan, he is just one of those guys that can make any quarterback work. And in this case, it's Brock Purdy. You're speaking my language, Sia. I, I've been driving those points home about Kyle Shanahan for uh, forever now with him. And, you, you know, the Commanders point, because I brought this up earlier as well. And I called, I called the commanders when they beat the Eagles. I said, they're a poor man's Niners, right? Now, some people might say, what are you talking about, Gilded? I mean, okay, okay, destitute man's Niners. Whatever you want to, <laughs> like, you know, whatever the comparison is. But the yep. similarity being that the question mark is at quarterback. And yet, uh, in Terry McLaurin, they have a weapon like, you know, the, stat, like the stature of that that the Niners have. They don't have as many. But they can move the football on the ground. They can move the chains in a poor man's Niners. Like, the Niners can move them that much quicker. And so I do wonder if that game is still the blueprint, right? That game is should be the blueprint for any team. And the Niners, I would imagine, would try to follow that at first. Now, it might not work, right? And then they're going to have to rely on Purdy more. But that's got to be the, the initial game plan, right? Absolutely. And they have the weapons to get the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands fast and just get these guys in space. We know that's what Kyle Shanahan is good at. So whether it's Debo Samuel or CMC or you get to the next level with George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, he's going to have a lot of guys at his disposal. And as good as this secondary is for the Eagles, you know, at a certain point, these guys will be in space. And I just I feel like Brock Purdy is good enough to get to the right read and just see what happens from there. So I think the offense will be able to move the ball with CMC running it with Elijah Mitchell a little bit and with that short area passing game. Now, listen, it's Brock Purdy at the end of the day. So Eagles could get a pass rush and they could disturb Brock Purdy, much like the Cowboys did. But the pass rush isn't quite as fierce. Secondary, a lot better. But again, I think you're right. I think the blueprint is out there in terms of how to beat the Eagles. And the 49ers have so many dynamic weapons on offense that I think they can get there. And we talked about earlier in the show about how Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw take a lot away from that Eagles offense as well. Let's go to golf, mm-hmm. see ya. Farmers Insurance. Kelly? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, at Tory Pines. I think advertising works. Uh, this is a, a John Rahm as your short shot. Pretty, pretty dramatically so, plus 450 to win this. Everybody else is double digits, beginning with Shoffley and Finau. Top 10s, top 20s listed on the board here, uh, courtesy of DraftKings as well. What did you end up betting, See ya. Speaking of marketing and advertising, by the way, when Kelly earlier in the show said championship, it took me back to that that uh, <laughs> fantasy football commercial and TJ Hauschmazoe and, and all of that. So that that was, you know, it's funny. That dun-da-dun-dun-dun thing will, will last uh, forever. So yeah, in this one, you know, one thing to note here, so we have the two courses and we have the North course being the way easier course. Now that's only going to be played one day. In other words, each golfer is going to play the North course once. What I've done here is I've actually pre-flop, hashtag uh, Gil Alexander, I have bet outrights only on the North course as opposed to the South course. And, and the, the reason for that is because the North course guys will have such an edge after the first day, after day one, 
that their scores are just going to be inflated and therefore their odds are likely to be inflated as or I, I should say shorter than maybe they should be. Whereas the South course guys are going to have a little bit more of a problem on on that particular course and maybe their odds are going to be a little bit longer than they should be. So I've actually bet four guys outright. Um, Will Zalatoris at plus 1,800, Max Homa at plus 2,200, Hideki Matsuyama at plus 4,000. And then I just took a huge flyer. And, you know, you can sprinkle here or just ignore it. Thomas Dietrich at uh, plus uh, 1,000. Okay. And some top 20, some top 20s and some matchups as well. Dietrich also in your top 20. I like that. He is. Yeah. And and again, my, my main top 20 here is Max Homa at plus 105. I really like how his game sets up here. The ball striking has been good. The short game is excellent. He's a West Coast guy. He's good on these greens on POA. And the history here is, is great. So I like Max Homa. That's my favorite top 20. But if you're going to sprinkle, though, I think Patrick Rogers and Thomas Dietrich are both on the right trajectory. I think they're great course fits here in terms of just bombing the ball. But they're both also picking it up a little bit on approach, and they're not terrible with the short game. Those are kind of the ingredients you need to dominate the South course, which, again, the players will be playing uh, three out of the four days. And then as far as my matchups are concerned, I've got Jason Day over the red-hot Taylor Montgomery. I just think at some point Taylor Montgomery is going to cool off, and Jason Day is a really good fit for this course. He's got really good history, and the game appears to be back for Jason Day. That's minus 110. And then Wyndham Clark minus 130 over Robbie Shelton. Both of these guys are playing pretty well. Right now, Robbie Shelton's actually playing better from a strokes gain standpoint than Wyndham Clark. I still like Wyndham Clark here, though. I think the game is more suited for this course, and he's starting to pick up the game across all the strokes gain metrics. He's also a bomber. I like that, and he's also good on POA. All right. Uh, Kelly, could you Google uh, TJ Hashimazoa or whatever it was that Steve was talking about there earlier? I'm not sure who that is. Other than, other than TJ that. TJ Hushmazana? There you go. That, I know who that <laughs> guy is. <laughs> Thank you, Sia. Other than that, but that was a pristine segment. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it as always. Thanks for having me, fellas. Sia Najad at S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D on the old Twitter machine from Win Daily Sports. Is I like g- his bets. I like his bets, Gil. We match on a few. Is it, good, is it good? Is it proper host form to uh, to make fun of something a guest said? At least while he's here, right? It's proper form, right? I don't know if that's who he meant or not. But I didn't remember the commercial. Yeah, I don't remember the commercial uh, Kelly has some thoughts on the farmer's insurance. Yes, am I correct in saying that? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, he's got some thoughts. He's got a whole bunch of bets as well. And a podcast announcement on the other side. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander. We get tweets at Be The Book. By the way, I apologize to see Najad. At Kelly, because that was a old T.J. Hushmanzada gag commercial that, was that he li- was referring to. That was a great commercial I completely forgot about. We just rewatched it during the break. Yeah, Matt Grissom sent that in, and our own Sean McCollum was saying, yeah, yeah, that was an old commercial. Yeah, it was uh, good work, but Sean was all over it. He knew exactly what he was talking exactly. about. Uh, angriest guy in New Jersey. I hope Under a Cloud of Smoke doesn't have some obscure offensive lineman for Super Bowl MVP. And then he continues. <laughs> By the way, if Nick Gates wins the Comeback Player of the Year award, oh, we're, yeah. we're just going to let Jason have three segments to gloat. To- totally. Ab- 100%. Jason, the floor is yours. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and look, that whole thing, he's not wrong. It's just the, wrong. It's, the, it's the we think, I might, I might speak for you here, yeah. we think he's defining the award in his, his own way. But he is correct. And he's correct with what the wording should be. It's just kind of not exactly. Well, it. what he's really correct in is that it doesn't take a lot of votes to win it. Yeah. So He's way more live than I think people think. Probably. If he wins, literally, I'm going to give him three segments. And here's how that will go. It'll go like this. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, I've said it, <laughs> and that will be, the, and then the rest of the three segments will be dead air. But he, but it will uh, it will look good because he's, he's got that new shot set up. Man. That looks real nice last time. Jeff Levine, how about this for Trey Lance trade? Lance plus one of their prime wideouts, the Niners, to the Ravens 
49ers get Ravens number one and a third and a third team gets Lamar. That team also sends a good player to San Francisco and wide receiver to Ravens. Okay, my brain just exploded. That was too much. What are we doing? Good enough to explore? It's like doing three-way trades. Yeah. Um, good job, though, Jeff Levine. I like the thinking. Big Cat 22. What do you think of a teaser survivor contest? Can use a team twice during the season for first and second leg. Wow, listeners getting all wacky today. Hypothetical. Uh, hey, I like creativity. Yeah, I do, too. A teaser survivor contest. You, you know, you know what I got upset about the other day when someone tweeted me this. Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten some great tweets about just kind of golf handicapping and, and a couple people asking about basic stuff. Yeah, and, and I got this great tweet uh, last week about um, from someone. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name right now, but he was tweeting. He was tweeting at me asking me about how do I bet matchups, and you know, he's kind of pointing out how it how it's it seems unfair. That the book, you know, gets to choose the matchups. And he's like, how do I not customize these? And I'm like, well, I guess I've never really thought about that before. But, yeah, I mean, in, th- in theory, you should be able to have a power rating on every golfer in yes. the field. Well, no, this is an, I've actually brought this up when talking golf on this show before. Golf matchups are generally standardized from yes. book to book. The question is Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. We, no one seems to want to do it on their own. So the other, the other part, the other one that I always find odd, yeah. Gil, is how you know how many times I'm not even going to say a month, like almost a weekly, where I'll go to check matchups and it will be two guys going against each other that I was both looking to play up matchups mm-hmm. on. So it's yep. like, you know, it's almost like they got their own guys handicapping the event. I mean, it's generally standardized. There are some differences because sometimes someone will be like, "I have this golfer over this golfer." You're like, "I don't see that anywhere." Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, you can get different books will hang different matchups. You are right though. A lot of them though are especially here in Nevada Copycat. are just standard yep. matchups and they they're shared book to book. By the way, teaser survivor contest, survivor alone is hard enough. Yeah. Jason H eleven. Hey Gil, uh traveling today. Can you or Kelly put in a bet for me? Just double up on whatever you bet Australian open. Dodd will pay you. <laughs> what? There's I'm I'm losing track of these tweets. Yeah, today. me too. Trip Tepper. Uh, the Brady F-bomb response felt staged. PR stunt to get people talking about the podcast. Brady rarely says anything interesting. That did not seem staged to me. Maybe I am naive. I haven't heard it, but that that was the first. When you were describing it to me, that's what I thought, too. Didn't feel that way to me. Touchdown, Jesus. The ambush by Jim Gray was, do you have any timetable? The nerve. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Mr. B. Hey, bud. Uh, what's the name of the uh, what's the name of the Chinese restaurant resorts world that you and Kelly rave about? Gotta make a trip or gotta make a res. I don't remember us raving about a Chinese restaurant at, at resorts world. I've but, never eaten in a Chinese restaurant uh, at resorts but, world. But Genting Palace is, is the answer is what you're looking okay. for. Uh, Thomas R. I'm going T Rex all day long. Great name, fierce attitude. This is the Dino battle. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of tweets about the dinosaurs. James having a hard time finding the line on T Rex Raptor fight. Also, where are the futures on Ice Age winning the season? Who cares about NFL when we have Dino fights? See, that one was easy to answer because if you saw Jurassic Park, the T Rex wins. So T Rex minus five hundred. And finally, Elvis Toast Patterson. Gil, you have the Niners futures on everything at great odds. Even uh, Super Bowl MVP odds. Will you start hedging a bit on the Eagles? Super Bowl futures? Well, not on the futures if I did. Or just all in on San Francisco. Interesting. I, I am not I'm not hedging anything, is my answer. Like my bets? Roll I mean, it with my bets. At least not yet. At least not yet. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, at least we not wouldn't start yet. thinking about that till the Super Bowl. All right, Kelly. Farmers Insurance, what do you got? And and, yeah. and a podcast announcement. By yeah, the way. yeah. We will be uh, restarting long shots tonight. Uh, start, we will be recording tonight. Myself, Matt Brown, and Wes Reynolds will be your long shots crew this season. Uh, we are starting that back up tonight. Not sure if it's going to get posted. Probably be posted late tonight. This is our our soft launch, we'll say, Gil. Hmm. Soft launch to the season uh, this week. Uh, but look for it every week. We will be getting them up uh, Tuesday nights. Wednesday mornings is when you'll see it. So you'll have all day Wednesday for our full podcast, as well as Monday Monday evenings. We'll be taking a for uh, a look at kind of opening opening lines, opening odds for the tournament uh, that coming week. So that you'll be getting a couple weekly podcasts between myself, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds uh, on golf here 
uh, under the Long Shots umbrella. A couple weekly podcasts. Yes, it will be multiple. It will be multiple. Oh, what's the thing in there? So Tuesday night and? So mon- Monday's kind of like the opening uh, opening lines oh, pod, right? Gotcha. So kind of when the b- books first release, the outrights will be kind of our first. It'll be a quicker podcast, basically our first take on the event, what, we, what j- lines kind of jump out to us on the outrights at least. And then Tuesday, as we have more of the matchups, placement markets, all that kind of stuff That's come awesome. out from the books, we'll record our full episode uh, later on Tuesday. Right. So, yeah, we got that going. Starts tonight. We're excited about it. It's going to be a fun, fun thing we're doing this season. But, yeah, Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, time for the real golf, Gil. Time for the real tournaments. We're done with Hawaii. We're done with three course rotations. Although we're down to, we do have two courses this week. Um, I like a lot of what Sia said. This is one of the toughest. Go- this is one of the to- toughest tournaments of the year. You're going to get a strong field here, though. Even even though it is down a little bit from last year. Um, this is long. This is a bombers course. This is approach shots. This is tight fairways. This is a true test of golf that you're going to see this week. Um, Here's the problem, and I, I wanted to bring it up with Sia. We will definitely talk about it on Long Shots tonight. I wanted to bring it up with Sia, but we didn't really have time to get into this. John Rom Gill is approaching the point of Tiger-like odds and domination right now, where I think that outrights are very, very difficult to bet right now. Mm. Um, specifically wow. in the range of... Uh, you know, if we pull up the odds for this tournament, I'm thinking the guys, basically you have John Rahm plus 450 right now in the outright uh, market to win this. Xander Shoffley's from 11 to 1. Basically 11 to 1 anywhere to about 30 to 1, Gil. I, I find a hard time pulling the trigger on an outright bet. You, you got some guys here that have great, great tournament history that are playing really well. John Rahm has won four out of his last six starts. <sighs> He's on fire right now. He dominates this court, uh, this tournament. He's tops and strokes gained over the past five years. Over the past four, his finishes in this tournament, T3, T7, solo second, and T5. I'm not going to wrestle with this monster too much in the outright market. I'm taking... I took Cam Davis as a long shot because I can't quit him. We all know that. So 50-1 to 1 was my only outright play. I haven't... This is an incomplete golf betting card. Um, this tournament starts tomorrow. Reminder, this tournament starts tomorrow. The uh, sports books around the country, around the world, I'm not sure really got that message uh, because there was limited stuff posted yesterday. So I, I still have additional bets that I will be making, but Cam Davis will likely be my only outright play, mm. at least pre-tournament. I might get involved in tournament, but pre-tournament, probably my only outright play. I am high on Zalatoris this week. I am high on Tony Finau. Waiting for some Tony Finau matchups uh, and some other play, uh, finishing position markets here to bet. But I did bet Will Zalatoris top 10 and top 20. Good history at this course. Playing real well right now. Love what he had, uh, what Sia had to say about Max Homa. I'm on him as well. And Jason Day making a bit of a resurgence here. Jason Day. He's played well at this tournament. Uh, 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 a lot in his career, Gil. So I am going with Jason Day in a top 20. Played a Max Homan to match up over Taylor Montgomery. You saw Sia go, go against Taylor Montgomery as well. Uh, those are the ones I like this week. I will be looking, though, at adding Finau. And that's really my only other big guy I haven't met yet. Homa, leaflet. Sorry. If you love great audio, oh, is this a show for you? Dan Bespers on the NBA on the other side. Oh, and Dr. Bob has chimed in on a uh, championship game. We'll do that next as well. Numbers game. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Numbers Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Sam Ginsburg, who uh, when last we saw Sam Ginsburg, he was w- walking into the glass here in the studio from Pittsburgh, PA. So Dan Weston is the uh, one man you want handicapping his sport. How soon we forget the value added on Tuesdays with guessing college football lines with Kelly Bidlin. <laughs> also, two hecklers they don't throw out, Sharp and Wishnev. It's very true. Both of them. They don't throw out Wishnev either. Uh, A.J. Fiore. Gil, I believe the commercial reference was a joke that no one could pronounce T.J. Hushmanzada. Yes, we, uh, we apologize to see you already. It says, I don't think he uh, mispronounced it on purpose. If I remember the commercial, J.P. Lossman is the reincarnation of Kenny Stabler. I don't remember that detail either. Uh, Nevada Azer, I am with you, Gil, on the Niners-Bengals Super Bowl. Bet that combo back in October at 104-1 to at Caesars. Oh, how about Whoa. that from Nevada Azer? Nice. Nicely done. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. My conviction is pretty uh, straightforward on that. Trevor Warwick, would you consider betting, this is for you, Kelly, would you consider betting Rom now for the Masters at 10 to 1? His stock is only going to go up closer to the event. Do you see value at that number now? It's a great question. Um, I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't bet it because how much shorter can it possibly go? I mean, this guy would have to continue to win, win, win for us to see a, I mean, 5 to 1, 6 to 1. I, that seems tough, though, to imagine heading into the Masters. Boys and girls, if uh, clean audio is sexy to you, Boy, have we got this segment for you. Dan Bespers from Sports Ethos joins us with the best audio in the biz. How you doing, Dano? Gil, it's been too long, man. I, I hope my audio is still living up to its expectations here. It's like you're sitting in Kelly's lap. That's how good it is. <laughs> Can I That's ask for something good. for the holidays then? Uh, you probably should. <laughs> Kelly has a little bit of Santa in him. Uh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, took a turn. <laughs> guy was on a pony this year. Dan doesn't even celebrate Christmas, but why not? Pony. We don't, no. Yeah. Hanukkah Harry. Yeah. All right, Dano, it's so great. First of all, let me just apologize, because somehow we haven't had you on, and I'm sure that's my fault. So I apologize for that, because we love having you on, and I don't know what happened. So there you go. You do not need to apologize for that, because as you know from our text message exchanges, yeah. my morning schedule is just this infinite jigsaw puzzle of children trying to get to different schools in different directions, and so I'm a... 
I'm a hot mess, man. They don't call me Dan <laughs> Hot Mess Briss for nothing. No, they don't. That's what the no. word is at Sports Ethos. Let me ask you this about uh, injuries and guys coming back from injuries in the NBA. Uh, you have you have a comment or two about that, how you've handled that. Yeah, I just think that there's often uh, betting angles to go along with that. And I know it's something you've talked about a ton over the years on this show is stuff that is or is not baked into a line. And you see a lot of that with injuries. The NBA is a big one for it because guys are coming and going every 20 minutes, it feels like. Typically, lines over-adjust for players either going in or out due to injury. There's other stuff that goes on. I don't want to go in like a seven-minute rant here because that's the whole segment. But if you kind of pull all of that information together, how a team is doing going into a player loss or a player return, how many minutes is a player going to get when they come back uh, from injury? How does that disrupt maybe what they had figured out when that player was out injured star theory stuff. I just feel like there's so many angles built into player injury in the NBA. And right now, the kind of dog days of the basketball season, this is a really good time to use that to your betting advantage. You you also do the Fantasy NBA Today podcast in addition to being the assistant GM at, at Sports Ethos. Do you find that those injury announcements have just gotten so problematic for you, though, now in terms of when they're announced? Or just oh, or not only injuries, but I'm talking about... Uh, you know, uh, what is it called? Load management announcements. <laughs> yeah, I mean, injuries have become so nebulous over the last, I think it's four or five years. It really hasn't been that long that teams have decided to really play that information close to the vest. Everybody is just out indefinitely until they're back definitely, uh, which is extremely annoying on the fantasy side because you're trying to figure out who the replacement players are. But from a betting standpoint, what it really does is you have to be careful about grabbing early lines, which is something for so many years was such a key element of winning at sports betting is getting the early line that hasn't been bet into. But now it's kind of risky these days. A team could be without three guys 20 minutes before tip, and you might have lost five or six points against the line. You might not want anything to do with that. And then you have this decision, do I buy off of it and create this kind of inverse middle where you could lose both of them? You kind of have to bet later now than you did before and just accept that maybe you're not going to get the world's best line every ballgame. All right, let's talk some awards markets with you because you have some distinct thoughts on this kind of thing. And there's there's some that are more obvious than others, obviously. Paolo Boncaro remains a big rookie of the year, sort of prohibitive favorite. We won't necessarily talk about that. Or maybe we will. Is there someone else or is that just not even worth discussing at this point? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that anybody could come come out of the 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 depths and and supplant him. I've liked what I've seen from Jalen Duran lately, but he's four hundred to one on a team that's not doing anything at all, and he doesn't score a ton, which isn't sexy. Uh, Jalen Williams has been playing better, but some of that was when guys went down for OKC, and he's kind of he's not really known. He's not a known asset. That team is just Shea, and then talking heads have no idea who kind of comes behind him besides maybe like a a Josh Giddy. So yeah, you can see the names on the board there. Matherin is the only other one that scores a bunch on that list. So he's a guy. I like the way Keegan Murray's playing lately a lot. And frankly, he might be the best playing rookie right now, but you got to have the popcorn stats if you want to win rookie of the year. And for Murray, it's a lot of efficiency and threes so far playing in a system in Sacramento where he's doing a nice job and he's doing the things he's supposed to do. But Paolo's the guy who's just piling up the points and the boards and the assists. And no one really cares if it's, you know, on 30 shots and 15 kind of missed free throws per ball game. It is a little bit of a runaway right now. Yeah, and it's we're not there yet because we're not yet in February. We're not yet at the All-Star break. But it is slowly getting to, barring an injury, point of the season mm-hmm. for Paolo Boncaro in this award. What about MVP? What, what about that? I mean, could this oh, be a three-peat man. for Jokic? I've been going back and forth on this one. I, I try not to occupy too much brain space on the MVP race, but how many times, Gil, have we talked at the beginning of the season and said, boy, the NBA would love it if Luka Doncic could just run yes. away with an MVP this year. Yeah. Um, he, I just, every time I watch the Mavs play, Luka's amazing, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but his team doesn't look that great to me annually it's kind of the same thing and he he doesn't have a lot of help so that really is what goes into it but I feel like you need to be a more dominant team to get that narrative to come behind you the way that Luca's going to need to 
if you're going on just piling up stats right now, Luca would be the guy to get it. But in my opinion, you've got a bunch of names on this list. Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Giannis. On teams, even Ja, but I don't think he's played as well as some of those other names I've mentioned. On teams that just look substantially better than the Mavericks this year. And so that's why, it, for me, it's hard to get on Doncic that way. Jokic a three-peat is a really interesting storyline. Um, I don't know anybody that's passing him right now besides Luka, but that's going to take the Mavs getting a whole heck of a lot better. So, yeah, right now it's Jokic, and if you're looking for a value play, you're probably looking at maybe Giannis or Tatum of the names on that board. Um, I, like the way the, I like the way the Sixers have looked recently. Their defense has gotten a lot better. And then Boston has the best record in the NBA, so that's got to count for something in a season where Tatum's scoring 30 points a ball game. All right, need quick answers to this because we're running out of time. Most mm-hmm. most improved, Shea Gilgis-Alexander versus the likes of Laurie Markkinen. Shea Gilgis-Alexander being the favorite here. Yeah, it's got to be Shea on that one. I'll go, I'm going lightning round here. I love Laurie Markkinen's season, but it's got to be Shea. It's got to be Shea, right? Thank you. Gots to be. It's a gots to be situation. It's averaging over 30 points a game. Uh, yeah. And then sixth man... Where I made a Jordan Poole bet, but then Steve Kerr, like the second I made that bet, said, yeah, he's going to start from now on. Um, <laughs> Russell Westbrook somehow is minus 200. We, 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 there was a straw poll that said he's not even a, he shouldn't even be in this. Brogdon's plus 220. Everybody else is uh, double digits. Now Poole all the way back to 25 to 1 after this. Anything here you like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Norman Powell, I guess, a little bit, uh, but it, it was pool until they started, <laughs> sort of blew it up in all of our faces, didn't oh, they? God, it's terrible. <laughs> well, they call it betting for a reason, Dano. Dan, yes, thank do. you. Great to see you. Great to hear you. We appreciate it. Thank you, Gil. Love you guys. It's good to be back. Yes, it is. Dan Bespers, everybody. Love you back. Uh, assistant GM at Sports Ethos, sportsethos.com, and the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, which he hosts. We have done all we can do. Lombardi Line is next with Michael Lombardi. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.